power ballad. I think this is considered a power ballad. Kinda sorta, right? That's Uncle Sam. I don't wanna see you again. Get that. I know my music knowledge. Off the dome. It's amazing. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome in. It is a Monday. You know, we got a couple of more days before Christmas. A week. Can you believe it? And then, you know, we are almost out of here. 2023. Out of here. Listen, it's been a lot this year. It has been a lot. Um, I hope that you are relaxed, that you had a great, amazing weekend, and that you are comfortable and ready to get in on these topics because we have, like, so very much to discuss. So before I get into all of the topics for the evening, I have to remind you, if you are not already following us on social media, the question is really why? KBLA 1580. Of course, I'm at Stiletto Jill everywhere. Download the app so that you can take us with you on the go. We are on YouTube. There is a chat there. It's always interesting conversation there. So if you want to come and participate, hop in on that, you know, get the visual experience for this audio expedition. And, of course, if you want to call in, if you want to weigh in on any of the topics that we are discussing tonight, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580, that is the number that you can call. Now, let me tell you what we have on the rundown for tonight. First up, you know, it's been conversation about it. Christian Keys, he got on Instagram Live, I believe it was Friday or Saturday night. And, you know, said that a Hollywood gatekeeper made some advances towards him. Not only a Hollywood gatekeeper, he also mentioned an actress and um, a businessman. So listen, we're going to talk a little bit about that. He gave no names, but there's an aspect of it that I feel, even in pain, even as an alleged victim, I feel is a little irresponsible on Christian's part. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about NBA star Anthony Edwards. You know, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, He is projected to be one of the new faces of the NBA. But this weekend, he was on blast because a young lady says that he offered her $100,000 to have an abortion. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into, is he wrong? We're going to have that conversation. We're also going to get into, you know, by now you've heard that Jonathan Majors was convicted of two (laughs) misdemeanor charges. We're going to get into what he was convicted of, what he has lost thus far through this process, And what is up in the air with Marvel? We're going to talk a little bit about that. In addition to those stories, right, we also are going to get into, you know, I love Cam and Mace. I love their podcast. It is what it is. Um, Cam got a chance over the weekend at a star-studded event, Rich Paul's 42nd birthday party, to get in contact with Nia Long. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. We are also going to talk about Deion Sanders. He says he's in the portal right now. 
What does he mean? We'll get into that and a lot more from this particular conversation. We are also going to talk about the G-leaguer that has been arrested for murder. That sounds like might be a hookup gone wrong. So we're going to get into all of that and more. But before we do, of course, we have a couple of conversation starters. These are topics, things that I feel like you need to be aware of, but we don't have time to get into the full story tonight. So, you know, Nicki Minaj dropped her new album, Pink Friday 2. It debuted at number one. And there's been a debate on if Nicki is the true queen of rap. Because she is one of the first artists to have two albums debut at number one for a hip-hop female rapper, right? And, you know, but some people are saying that, but listen, the numbers, the numbers still don't add up to the top spot. So can Nicki really claim this crown? I mean, I think it's kind of a worthless debate at this point because one it's always going to be shifting to the number one album it's hip-hop but it's kind of r&b it's lauren hill she debuted with four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars of course four hundred twenty-two thousand dollars four hundred twenty-two thousand album sales with the miseducation of lauren hill but we know she raps on that album but do you consider that a hip-hop album We're going to get into a little bit of that and plus who else rounds out the chart of the top selling female rap albums, the biggest debut female rap albums in history. All of that and more because we have a lot on the agenda because you know that's what happens on Mondays after the weekend. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports is on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So, on the other side, we were discussing the biggest female rap album debuts in history, right? So, I let you know, number one was The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill at 422,000. Do we consider that a hip-hop album or is it an R&B album? I know that she raps on there, but I... Like, I know it is always considered in that category, kind of. But seriously, I don't know if I consider that album that. Andy, you look like you might have a thought or two about this. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, you questioning is 100%. Um, I don't, it's difficult to call it a full-fledged hip-hop album. But, you know, because she raps, I guess, every now and then, people want to, you know, call her that. It's the same issue that I had with uh, with Missy on the, what was it? I believe it was Vibe and XXL, I think, mm-hmm. when they did their 50 hip-hop artists or whatnot. And, you know, they had Missy above a lot of other individuals that I would consider to be more hip-hop more than More hip-hop, you know, and I, <laughs> you know, there was just strong debate about, you know, is Missy a hip-hop artist? But, you know, based off of the conversation that we had last week about her being a producer, I'm like, okay, I can see how people view her as a as a hip-hop artist but you know when you go back and listen to her albums I, f- I feel like she's doing more singing than she is doing rapping she does do a lot of singing I, I but I, I guess maybe because I don't know that's a good question I I that's a good question I do consider Missy more hip-hop though but I don't know why because I, if you think about Lauren's 
first album and Missy's albums, not sonically, but just as far as the balance of hip-hop to R&B or whatever, it, that's a good one. That's an interesting. I mean, we got we, we got Drake in the game, too. Right. What is he? Is he a hip-hop artist or is Drake he Drake is hip-hop. But why? Because he sings, too? Why is he that he does sing, too? Because the bars and the raps were what came first as far as him and then the melodic and the hip-hop stuff came after you know you know it's crazy i might have to push back on that i think the r&b came first you think so at least the first record heartbreak that I, drake that yeah, that thing the first record i heard from him was brand new with Lil Wayne. Is anybody singing brand, brand new, new? Brand new. And he was singing on that he record. Was. So that's why the, the second record I heard from Drake was, was a record called Ransom featuring uh, Lil Wayne. And that's when I was like, whoa, he, he can got rap? Bars too. He got bars? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm rocking with the versatility. But, you know, even moving forward, he's always had that balance with his mm -hmm. albums. But I think, you know, when he drops singles, he's always dropping that hip-hop single. Yeah. Houston, so. Atlanta, Vegas, um, Successful, all you of those me? are, yeah. I mean, but I guess I just thought, I feel like when Drake, mixtape Drake, I should say, dropped, it was, we were coming off of the wave of Ja Rule kind of teetering on the edge and what we thought about him. And, you know, 50 had a little candy shop going. There was a couple of these songs that were kind of like on the edge. I think Drake made it where it seemed to be more natural, per se. Yeah, because he's light-skinned. No. <laughs> it just, you know, he might have had a little bit more tone. I know a lot of people don't like it when Drake sings, but, you know. That's interesting. Okay, let's let's look at what. So Pink Friday is number two on the list at 375000 for the W, right? Under Construction, Missy, 259 Cardi's at number four with Invasion of Pride of the Sea, 255. Prink Friday, Roman Reloaded is on there at 253,000. So that's two for Nikki, right? Then Missy, e, So Addictive, 250,000. Like this little block here, they're separated by 3,000, 2,000 album sales. The Pink Print, Nikki again, 244,000. The Notorious K.I.M. at 229000 at number eight. I was waiting for Kim or Foxy, one of them. Mm -hmm. Pink Friday 2 that just dropped, 228 at number nine. And number 10 is Eve, Let There Be Eve, Rough Riders First Lady at 213. So here's the thing. Missy is in this twice. Nikki's in it four times. And everybody else is just bouncing around. I thought it was pretty easy, um, interesting when I looked at it because I did not expect Nikki to be in there as many times as she is. However, most of her stuff dropped during the streaming era. It sure did. So, you know what? I'll, I'll make an advo advocate. I will advocate for Missy right here, in the sense that when you think about the the five elements of hip hop, Missy kind of represents that big time with yep. regards to dancing. Um, Maybe not so much graffiti, but I think the, 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 the artistry that she does in just her music videos. She pays homage to it for, for sure. For she, graffiti? Graffiti, all of that. She okay. has a bridge, you know, stuff like those elements. What's the one where they had the little girl that was doing the... 
I want to say that could have been working. Do, 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 pass that. Pass that Dutch. Yeah, I think it was that when they were at the school mm-hmm. and the old. Yeah. Um, no, that's not past that Dutch. No, that's mm-hmm. not. Gossip folks. That's it. That's it. Um, that video, it had like break dancers. It had some graffiti Facts. in it and stuff like that. So um, I, that's a great point with yeah. Missy. Yeah. So, yeah, she's hip hop. Because, you know, when when you talk about hip-hop, they don't talk about the dancing as much. Right, anymore. Yeah. Or the DJs, for that matter. It's just the MC now took over. Great point. Um, Brother Alfonso said, Lauren is like my new work. She's a hybrid hip-hop R&B artist. Well, I think a lot of them are now. When she dropped at the time, there weren't a lot of people that were doing that. We knew Latifah could sing. I don't know if Latifah had dropped her album yet, singing of jazz standards. We know she sang on, you know, some of her cuts, but it wasn't a standard. It's kind of something that evolved and made its way through. Um, It wasn't acceptable. People wanted you to do one or the other, not both. You had to pick. All right, so, you know, hip-hop reigns on. We love you women. Um, I'm not sure about Nikki's performance, though. You know, she's going on tour. I don't know if I would pay for that. Just saying, if you've seen some of the flashes of some of the shows, I don't I don't know what Nikki's giving as far as concert. Not sure. And also, you know, she and Kanye had a little bit of words in exchange because Kanye wanted to include New Body on Vultures, the album. And Nikki said he kind of didn't reach out, but he did. Her point basically was, though, if I'm dropping an album, why would I drop something that's three years old to compete with myself? And I hear her. But at the same time, one, to your point, it's three years old. So do you think that your new stuff can't compete with something you did three years ago? I get it. You shouldn't have to. But two, Ye did a lot for you early in his career. Do you owe him a favor? Maybe. I don't know. But it it is interesting. You know, Ye had another one of his rants over the weekend. Um, I don't know. We're just going to watch and see. We're going to see what happens this time. What we do know is that if Ye drops something that is musically fulfilling, people are at least going to gravitate and check him out. We'll see what happens in the long run, but they will at least check him out. Okay, we know the Color Purple musical is dropping on Christmas Day, but the original Color Purple dropped on this day in 1985 it was nominated for 11 academy awards winning absolutely none so that is a tragedy but of course is a classic had to let you know that and also dropping on this date but in 1987 raw eddie murphy's second stand-up comedy film um it's what made him what kevin hart terms a comedic rock star excuse me, only in theaters, like, was one of the biggest opening for a concert film, um, a comedy concert film at that time. You know, um, he said the F word 223 times, which was the most ever on record until 1990 when the film Goodfellas dropped. So there's your random fact of the day. All right, now listen, we 
are going to talk about the situation with Christian Keys. So Christian Keys is an actor. We know he got his start in plays. Over the weekend, he did an Instagram Live that has got a lot of people talking. He revealed that a powerful man in Hollywood sexually assaulted him. He did not reveal the individual's name. He went into some details, some, I guess, context clues about who the person could be. He also mentioned that there is another individual attached that also sexually harassed him in some form or fashion, allegedly. This person is someone that is very, according to him, philanthropic to HBCUs, right? And then he said that there was a woman, an actress that he was on set with, that also got a little handsy. So this is the thing, right? He said that the person is very powerful. Um, he went into great detail. It said that one night the individual won. The individual told them they would pay him $100,000 just to take off his clothes, not to do anything. Christian said he said no. Next thing you know, he received a car from this individual's company as an apology. Then sometime later, um, the person had a guest house. There was a I don't know, an event, a night out. Christian said he was a little inebriated, wanted to sleep it off and not drive home. And the individual tried to climb into bed with him. You know, look, he decided, he said when he revealed this on the live that he purposely let the statute of limitations run out, but that he was going to go to the police station and he had talked to his lawyers about this and he recorded the conversations with a pen and some other details. Okay. So obviously we don't know who it is. A lot of people have speculated. Here's my sort of issue with that because it was mentioned that later on someone a day or so later made a comment on Instagram that it was not one of the individuals whose names people were throwing out there. And that Christian liked that particular tweet or Instagram post, whatever it was. My problem with that is if it is not said individual, you were leaving said individual out there to twist and for people to speculate. And if you are in good standing with this person, right? And if this situation is truly, and I'm not saying it's not, I'm just laying this out here about wanting to do the right thing and ensure that these things don't happen to anybody else. By statute of limitations, what statute were you referring to? Are you talking about the New York sexual assault Survivors Act, were you talking about you were waiting for that to run out? Did the thing did the situation happen in New York? Why would that be relevant? But you said you're going to the authorities. So what statute ran out? Are you is your goal for criminal? Are you just talking about I, I, I'm unclear and I feel like not that he doesn't have a right to address his pain and if something did happen, but I feel like doing it this way, I know something, these people are out there. It one either feels like you're sending a signal out 
to the individuals so you could get your money behind the scenes and just warn them that you're serious. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying that's kind of what it feels like. Or two, you are, you are setting the situation up that people that you work with or have worked with that presumably were not inappropriate with you are now subjected to these accusations. And for me, I just feel like I understand wanting to get justice. I understand having to move carefully. We have heard a lot over the past few weeks about, you know, threats and gate and what can happen in some of these situations. However, I just think that if it is definitely not that individual, what is wrong with saying that? Or what is wrong with clearing that off the table? Because it just makes everything all that much more convoluted for me and I'm sure for others. And I don't know, again, not questioning anyone's pain, if just if that is the bad, the best approach. Andy? If it was a woman, <clears throat> I feel the same way. You felt you would have the same. I, I mean, but you think about what I said, like, and to be with. Cassie right I again I'm not questioning anyone's pain I know that it takes different I'm not even questioning the time per se although I may have questions about that I'm not really questioning it because I know everybody goes through things at different paces what I am saying is if if it is one person that is definitely not that person right as indicated by your liking of the tweet or whatever and you kind of know that people are going to think that I think that is unfair of you to allow that to hang on that individual if they are not the source of that right I, I'd say that if it was a woman or if it was a man if you know that you have worked someone and that's the first place that people are going to go to and it is not that person why are you leaving that person out there for the speculation I just think that, um, I don't know, you know, any, uh, again, not saying that you shouldn't address your pain, not saying that you should not be allowed to speak out. I just think that if you can clear up that, why would you not want to? Seems like you're trying to play both sides. You know, I want you to speculate, but not. When we come forward, we'll get into more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Those liars, deceivers, cheaters, all of that profile. That's a 1990s group, right? Late 90s. I remember them. I know I remembered the song. I think I might even remember. It was a two-man group, right? Three? It was four? Okay, well, close. 2000? Okay. All right, close. 98, 2000, sounds about right. Like around the rough ends time, right? All of those type of, okay, okay. It makes sense. Ideal. Um, No, that was not ideal. I remember ideal because I worked with ideal because they were on what? Virgin. And speaking of, well, let me wrap out this Christian Keys topic. So until Mr. Keys decides to or not, reveal who the individual is and hopefully um you know at the protection of others 
people will continue to speculate and they'll continue to spin and twist and what have you. The only thing I would say is if it is not the individual whose name is most often mentioned and that individual was good to you, we know that he was instrumental, I guess, in your early years, I would think you would want to make that distinction. Do you know what I'm saying? But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I do know that Christian responded in the Jasmine Brands comments to some of the commentary that people were making. And what he said was some of these comments are the exact reason that people don't talk about these issues and it should say attempted to assault I shut it down so we'll see if he comes back around what he does on that Claudia Jordan did speak out in his in support of him and referenced that about 15 years ago he shared a story with her and who that story related to so you know we will have to see what develops and what takes place. So there's a lot of activity in the chat. Forensic accountant says he brings up super producer Larry Smith, who had a major hit with Run DMC and the King of Rock album. And the next year was on Houdini's Back in Black. One of his last efforts was in 1984 on Houdini. So I guess he's talking about Nikki and that she should have given grace to Kanye as far as allowing clearing the new body sample. Um, you know, but Nikki is Nikki and she's, you know, always kind of battling things. We know that she and Cardi B kind of had a subliminal off because Cardi was upset about and follow me here with this It was Offset's birthday this weekend. He may or may not have been in the club with the young lady named Jade, who Cardi is currently going through criminal processes for because allegedly she had Jade beat up because of all of these lies. You know, a bunch of messy stuff because Cardi and Offset are estranged at the moment. Listen, 2023, the end of it, 2024. Boy, the doors are being blown off. It is relationships going down. And I'm not just talking about romantic ones. I'm talking about business functions, how things are coming together. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a lot happening. I do wish it makes me sad when Cardi's online, you know, crying out like, I want y'all to find another way. I know she says he doesn't take her seriously when she's just talking to him. So she goes to the extreme of putting it out there in the internet cosmos. But y'all, then you're going to be telling us to mind our business in three months and don't worry about it and going to be really, really mad when people are like, what happened or why are you letting him dog you again? That's all I'm saying. Save yourself. That's it. Save yourself. Save yourself the trouble. Um, forensic account says ideal was get gone. They were get gone and, um, something hotel. I forgot. I worked on their first album. So shout out to them. Only whom 
516, I believe that's the screen name. I agree with you, and I also wonder why said person has not made a statement yet. If it were me and I knew I was innocent, I would want to speak up and end all of that speculation as soon as possible. I feel you, but I don't think said individual that people are alluding to should say anything because they have not directly been accused of anything yet and there is nothing for them to speak out about at this moment. But I do think if Keys is serious about it not being that person and you have a good working relationship with that individual, then it behooves you to clear that up. But we will see what happens with that. Forensic accountant says, I'm not tripping, but some folks didn't believe my Claudia Jordan story. Share your Claudia Jordan story, but share it carefully. Claudia is a friend, so be nice. But you can share it, forensic accountant. Adam Milan is like, what's up? Hey, hey, welcome to the chat. Um, It's just, there's a lot that is coming out. I feel like, we are going through a change as far as Hollywood and the expectations, what people want to see, how they want to see it, what is acceptable, you know? And although I completely understand us going back and reexamining certain things, you learn from history. I love history. I'm a history buff. I do think that we have to be careful in how we present it because some things, there is no do-over. And I'm not obviously talking about things where people are victimized or things like that. I just mean the time in general. Like, how upset can we get about lyrics 30 years later? If there's been no pattern of, you know, I'm not talking something like with Kells, right, where there were signs and patterns along the way. You know, I'm... It's just an interesting timetable, and I know that there can be an overcorrection of some things, but I think that we have to really look at how we are approaching these things and the conversations that we are having surrounding these things, because what does it help if all it does is shove the behavior back underground and people find some other way to for these situations to manifest. It doesn't. So we have to get real and have real conversations about relationships, about our wants and needs, about accountability sometimes on both ends when you're stepping into these things and um, how to center yourself so that you don't give up, I guess, everything, your soul, your dignity, your self-respect to move ahead in this industry. Because listen, they will replace you just as fast as they made you. So just a little something to think about. When we come forward, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tiny Desk concert that dropped today. It was immaculate. Going to get into a little Southern hip-hop with that conversation. All of that and more, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, hip-hop fans, you know, Tiny Desk has been killing it. Their series, you know, who, who do we, we saw Juvenile, he killed it, Usher. It's been a bunch, right? Let me tell you the Tiny Desk that you did not know that you needed in your life. Scarface's Tiny Desk dropped today and I have to tell you it was really really good right 
obviously Space has been in the game for like 30 plus years. He is someone that I feel like in some ways, when you think about hip hop, Southern rap in general, is kind of under the radar of most. You know, I think we talk a lot about I mean, who are the artists that we talk about that, you know, talk about expressing themselves and the mental things that they're going through. He was one of the first to put that on wax, to talk about paranoia, mental issues, those type of things, to talk about grief in songs. Really, if you think about Hand of a Dead Body, things of that nature, right? The Ghetto Boys, we know what they started off with, Halloween. But um, Scarface did a solo Tiny Desk, and it was Flames. First of all, I didn't know Face played guitar. That was interesting. And they talked about, he had Mike Dean on here, who on there with him, who is someone that is a part of a lot of the Rap-A-Lot um, classic songs. I had no idea that Mike Dean was white. Learned something new every day did not know and here's the thing i worked on scarface was signed to rap a lot rap a lot was distributed at one point in time by virgin records so i think it was the smile record and some other ones i believe that i had an opportunity to work on when i was at virgin so nice guy like nothing like his image very cool to himself so cool so um Seeing him get a chance to do this tiny desk was really amazing. I mentioned a couple months ago that Scarface, along with Rakim, were awarded the inaugural Hip Hop Grandmaster Award from the Paid and Full Foundation, which basically includes a, a sizable financial stipend that is awarded to them and lifelong health care, which I think is amazing. We know. Well, maybe you don't know, Scarface had some health issues some time ago. And, um, you know, we're glad to see him make it through that. We know health care, or lack thereof, is a huge issue, especially in the black community. So this foundation coming together with one of the goals being to provide hip-hop to our hip-hop legends. You know, we talk about it all the time. DMX, was it... Um, no, G. Depp or Black Rob? Who was it that also passed away? Like, had it was Black Rob, okay. I mean, we've seen so many health problems that have taken, you know, Heavy D had a stroke. Was it a stroke or a heart attack that took Heavy D early? We see a lot of health issues within our rappers. So setting this up, I think, is amazing. Let me tell you the set list that Scarface did, if you want to check it out. He started off with On My Block, Mary Jane, that was my personal fave. He got down. That's always been one of my fave songs. It's from the Diary album of Scarface. Um, he did Smile, of course. Had a moment for Tupac. That's the song that he and Pac duetted on, if you weren't aware. He did I Seen a Man Die. He did F Sex Faces. Let's go with the PC version. Sex Faces. And he ended it out with My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. So if you got like 30 minutes or so, Definitely worth checking out. And what I appreciated, too, is when Face was doing Sex Faces, I forget what line it was that he spoke about, but he was like, yeah, that didn't age well, huh? So, you know, just a little acknowledgement that, yeah, we know this wouldn't fly now, but this was it then and kept it moving. I really appreciated that. I love that. So check it out. 
Forensic accountant still in the chat, lighting it up for us. He said Scarface nor Willie D can leave here without patching things up between them. We would like to see them work that out. But sometimes, I mean, here's the thing. The problem with them is that Willie D felt that Scarface, well, the most recent one. I don't know if there was some beef prior to this. That um, Face should have... Um, brought him along with him when it was one of the celebrations for the 50-year hip-hop anniversary to perform. And Willie D was upset that he wasn't invited to perform in his own right. And sometimes you got to be real with yourself. And you have to know where you stand in the ecosystem. It doesn't mean you don't have a place. It just, you got to be real with yourself. I do hope that they put it, you know, back together. Nobody wants to see people that came up together, um, grinded it out together, just fall out and never come back together. But, you know, business is a beast. And you know the music business, uh, as we've seen, people fall out all the time, sometimes over very serious things. Sometimes it's unserious. But, look, go check out the tiny desk. It was very entertaining, and you'll get a little bit of Southern history. Okay, it's almost Christmas time, right? So if you're looking for a quick gift for someone, maybe a stocking stuffer, they have Ice Spice Chia Pets. You could get your own Chia Pet. It looks like Ice Spice. She'll have a green fro instead of a red one. And she comes complete with the little Powerpuff Girl looking medallion and a pink hoodie with her little fro, her little Chia Pet fro. So, you know, you might have a gift somebody you want to tap in with. Hit it up. Also, we love the view, right? We love host Sunny Hostin. She is developing a TV series out of her debut novel, Summer on the Bluffs. And she's working with Amazon TV, so that's going to be Prime Video. And Octavia Spencer is going to be one of the producers. So we have that to look forward to. She is working, also readying for the release of the third to the trilogy. I guess, what is that? The third volume? The third in the trilogy of that book series. So... The first one was published in 2021. It follows the tales of three god sisters and their godmother, as well as the rich history of Oak Bluffs, which is an exclusive historical community, black community, I should say, located in Martha's Vineyard. So it explores personal journeys, hidden secrets, and the transformative power of heritage, right? So it, it will be adapted for television, and Elizabeth Hunter will be the executive producer and showrunner. She's known for the film Jumping the Broom, which came out in 2011, and The Fighting Temptations, which came out somewhere around that time period that had Beyonce in it, Cuba Gooding Jr., and more. So, Summer on the Bluffs was the first installment of the trilogy. It was a New York Times bestseller. The second novel was Summer on Sag Harbor, also a New York Times bestseller. And the third, Summer on the Highland, Summer on Highland Beach, excuse me, will drop May 28th of next year. So get ready. That means that we have more entertaining TV to get into. Okay, now look, coming up in hour two, we're gonna talk about NBA player Anthony Edwards. Um, 
was he out of line? He allegedly offered a young lady $100,000 to do this. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk a little bit about, <laughs> listen, there's a lot happening. We're going to talk about, in addition to that, some other athletes that have asked women allegedly to do this particular thing and how it works out, what the standards are. We're also going to get into, you know, Cameron. He met his Nia more. But some people think that there's a conspiracy theory and that there was a deeper plan going on. We're going to get into that on the other side. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports is up.